Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 197 of Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast. Almost to 200 there, buddy. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's getting closer. Um, I'm one of your two co-hosts, Tom Hunyadi. You may know me from my other show, Talk More Talkies, Solo Beatles videocast, where we talk all things Solo Beatles. In today's show, we're going to do a little fun thing here. We, we're going to uh, discuss... McCartney and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We're going to discuss a, a few parts where, you know, a few years where he's been involved, and it, it should be kind of a, should be kind of a fun topic here. One that uh, is maybe long time coming, as uh, you know, he's been uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice, and uh, we're just going to get to all that stuff soon. But joining me as always is my my buddy, my partner in crime, my backwards traveler. He is. Andy Nichols, Andy, I know you're still maybe just a touch under the weather, but uh, how you doing, my friend? I'm back. I'm back. Yes, I'm back this week, folks. Um, oh, it's good to be back and feeling most a lot better than I was a week or two ago. Um, bronchitis is no fun thing, man. Let me tell you, I've, <laughs> ne- I, I've never had it, and it, it, it's put me on my butt for about three weeks, and I'm Oof. just about over it. Um, and I want to just con- I want to just say thanks to everybody who wished me well in the comments and tell me to get because i was on the sidelines but i was still texting tom and trying to help two legs uh, you know while i was down for the count and tom did a really really great job with madeline beccaro in his interview with her on her book um uh, in your mind in your mind thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh but i did i we, you know we pieced that together and uh, the clips yeah. that you chose for that were really good um some we've yeah. seen before you know so and yeah so not. Yeah, so unfortunately, we weren't able to include the clip from Get Back where Paul was talking about, right? You know, John and Yoko, their relationship at that point in time. It was, however, in the audio version, right? It was able to stay. It was, yeah. That was the that was the that was the footage from the Get Back documentary, which obviously is, you know, very hot at the moment. So YouTube kind of went, oh, you can't show that one. So, um, <laughs> but we were able to put it in on the audio end, and right. um, I. It was kind of a happy coincidence that Tom and we would produce this show on Yoko's 90th birthday. Yes. Yes. Perfect timing. Really perfect timing. And um, I think the Talk More Talk gang uh, is scheduling to do a show as yes. well on Yoko, right? Absolutely. By the, by the time this is by, it'll already been done. Right. Right. By the time this is posted, we'll have had Madeline Beccaro on, on Talk More Talk as well, talking about her legacy. So uh, look for that on the Talk More Talk yeah. YouTube channel. And please yeah. subscribe to um, that. The the, 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 Paul, the Paul Yoko chat was something very uh, we haven't tackled before on Two Legs. To no, do a no. Dedicated episode on their relationship right. and, uh, you know, the ups and downs and, you know. The right. And, and, just, and this was just the tip of the iceberg kind of conversation. This was by no means to be a nasty, you know, gotcha kind of. Yeah, we noticed there was, some, there was some comments. There were some comments about that show. Yeah. Felt feeling that it was kind of a. Um, Somebody had said it was they kind of just it was very soft, you know, like oh know, yeah, right. towing the line interview, which uh, you know we had the we had Madeline on because she wrote a book, so right, right. That's that, and, you know. and we can you know maybe revisit this and you know at another at another time, yeah, and 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 maybe you know add just, the uh, listen. The, there's the a lot. Really- <laughs> there's a lot of history there, and it's right. some of it, and right. some of it's not very good, and no, some of it is exactly. so warts and all, and um. You know, I, you know, people want to talk about the myth and what the rose-colored glasses. I, we, as I think, as students of, of music history and Paul history and everything, 
we just want the facts. What really was happened? We know PR and putting a lot of, you know good face on things, but you know we like the Lewison approach uh, of you know getting down to the nitty gritty and like Alan Coase and like what does what does history show you what it was? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always add up in this Yoko and Paul story. It just doesn't. Anyways, so thank you everybody for for checking that episode out. Uh, Madeline's a wonderful person. Uh, she knows she knows Yoko very well, and yeah. the book is 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 really good. So if you're curious at all about Yoko, check out the uh, the, the book. So and she'll be at rec- or she'll be at the uh, the fest for Beetle fans. Oh, she'll year. be there too. Okay, yes. cool. Yep. Yep. Anyways, so before we get to news, there's a little bit of news, but let's just do a little housekeeping, and uh, we'll update you guys on on the uh, the quest for 2K subs. Uh, right now, we're at 1.41K, so thank you f- to all the new subscribers. Glad you're here. Check us out. If you like it, please subscribe. We really want to get that to that 2K uh, by the end of the year, and when we get there, we'll, we'll do a little uh, giveaway at some point. I, I mean, I really don't know what that will be yet. Maybe an Amazon gift card. Maybe uh, maybe uh, we'll give an, give away another McCartney Legacy book. I don't know. Oh, we'll, man, we'll think band of, on the Run Half Speed Master. If we, get it by, if we get it by December. <laughs> or maybe a Red Rose Speedway Half Speed Master. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but we'll, we'll, we, when we get there, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Anyways. So, yes, yeah, so we're at 1.1 or 1.4K subs now. Thank you again. And please, if you're on the audio um, platforms and if you want to check us out on the YouTube, please, please check us out and, and subscribe. And you get to see these lovely faces. Anyways, but <laughs> um, Andy, we, we got the record store day. Now, you're, um, you you enjoy it, but you're not like a diehard like like my wife and I, where oh. we can't camp out. We'll camp out in the middle of the night. And you guys go you know, two times a yes. year, every year, yeah. two a.m. You're up and you're going. Yeah. You're going. You know, we 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 find it's it's worth it to 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 be you know either first, second, or third in line. We tried our best to be first in line. So because we know, listen, there's one item here that's uh, last year the Black Friday. Right, they only had one of the uh, CDs for Old Wave. Okay? Right. So, so if I wasn't first in line, there was a good chance I might not have. Maybe if that, if that person ahead of you was a Beatle fan. Exactly. Exactly. Which there was a time where the the guy that was in front of us was a Beatle fan. Oh, so, Christ. You know, but anyways, there's there's a lot of times where you know we're in there, we're first and second in line, and there's only one copy of you know certain things that we want. Whatever. So we absolutely, yeah. So we absolutely find it. It's 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 worth our time to to get there and because we're big fans of it. But anyways, uh, some big uh, some big announcements for the records today. Uh, we'll start off with this Lennon set, which is the um, "Give Me Some Truth." Uh, we got that CD box set uh, a couple years ago now, and and the four LP and four LP. Now this is just odd. It's this just, is a... it's interesting but odd. But it's 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 nine ten inch. Uh, forty-five or not forty-fives, but LPs. Ten inch, it's ten, ten inch. inch L- I wouldn't say record. LP, but it's a record. ten inch, right? Record. Ten inch record. record. Yeah. And um, uh, it's what thirty-six tracks, I think. Um, uh, divided into nine, nine ten inch records. Mm-hmm. White vinyl, I think. White only, vinyl. Only five hundred copy made. Five hundred yeah. copies made, and it's going to be interesting to see who gets who gets this because you can order this all day long. That doesn't mean you're going to get a copy. 
you know, so you can, you can, you know, write down, you know, send me three copies and you're not guaranteed to get this. Uh, you know, I know record stores out there that have ordered everything and they don't necessarily always get everything. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know if, um, if I see it, I'll take a look at it. I'll see what the price is, but I, I really don't have a horse in this race. So no. I'm probably not going to, I'm happy with the CD set that I have. You didn't set. get the vinyl box on that, Tom? No, no, Oh. No. No, was, just the CD set. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, I grabbed both both CD and LP in 2020. I, I think yeah. it's kind of redundant at this point. It, there's nothing exclusive to it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's 10 inch 10 inch records on white vinyl. Come on. Right. Initially, right. I didn't know if it was the 2010 Give Me Some Truth or the or the 2020, and then it was right. the 2020 because 2020 there, there was a 2010 one, folks, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the 70th <laughs> as well, which was another compilation. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, yeah, and or you know. I mean, only five hundred. I mean, I, I probably even if there was even if there was two thousand made, I, I think I'm definitely skipping this one. There's mm-hmm. nothing new. There's nothing new to uh, about it, you know, for this right. release as well. But yeah, it's a nice, it's a it's a Beatle heavy record store day and lots of other titles too. It is. So we'll we'll move on to Ringo next. Yeah. Uh, like Black Friday last year, we got Old Wave, right from this Culture Factory. Uh, label and this year they're doing stop and smell the roses Yay! so you can get you know if you wanted to get rid of your 94 yeah <laughs> copy from the right stuff you can do that but um it's going to be a two lp set i really like the design of the of the vinyl it's like yeah. red, white like some marble splash yeah, like some marbles right 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 and you're going to get the six bonus tracks that you got on the on the cd uh which are wake up red black and blues and you got Brandy, you got Stop and Take the Time to Smell the Roses, which is the original vocal version. You can't fight lightning, and the, probably the handgun promos will be on there, too. Yeah. Um, so it's so going to be interesting. The bonus tracks on the Right Stuff edition are what the extra tracks on the LP are? Yeah, it'll. that's what will probably be on the on the second LP on that. Yeah, that's, a, that's an instant grab the CD and the two LP, for sure. Right, exactly, exactly. Now... With with this, I think now the from Rotogravure up to Old Wave will now have been reissued. So all of that Ringo stuff, that that hard to get Ringo stuff, which you could probably find all that stuff in the dollar bin at a record store. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But now it's it's all reissued and remixed or remastered or whatever. Yeah, cleaned up. Yeah, cleaned up. There you go. I like that. Cleaned up. So that's it. Now another Ringo related item is the soundtrack to the film Blind Man. Which uh, is is if you've seen the film, you know it's kind of like a spaghetti westernish uh, mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, Ringo, you know, the blind man, kind of like a Zadoichi type uh, thing, the blind swordsman. Um, and now this is, uh, I think I'm I'm interested in this. Now I don't know if the the song Blind Man is going to be on uh, that soundtrack, but it's it's still interesting nonetheless. I'll I'll have it on my radar. I'll pick it up. I'll take a look at it. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll think about picking that up. So mm-hmm. that's another one of interest as well. Then the big big news for us, <laughs> and 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 it's weird because they've all been on his website, right? But not now, this one. Not this one because well, it's it, it's out in April. It came out in April of 1973. It's the 50th anniversary. It's the Half Speed Master of Red Rose Speedway. That's the next installment of these Half Speed Masters that Paul's been doing since uh, since 2020. 
right? With uh, or no, I'm sorry, yeah, 2020, yeah, yeah with, 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 with McCartney. McCartney, yeah, with McCartney. So, um, continuing the series, I mean, are you are you fine with the series? Are you you haven't really been picking these up, have you? These has beat masters, I got them all. Oh, you got them all. You did got them all. Okay. Yeah, I have uh, gotten them all, man. All, every, every one of them. Yeah. Every one of them. Couldn't remember uh, if you if this was kind of like iffy for you or no. This the, no. these these the the, the half speed remasters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're McCartney, great. They sound wonderful. The, they don't to me. They don't sound any better than the archive. Elf. I mean, they sound just as good as the archive ones, if you ask me. Okay. Um, I don't really notice any difference in vinyl quality, say from those archive. Those archive, the two LP archive uh, vinyl editions, or those capital reissues that were also done in 2018, right. 2017. They, they all, to me, sound fine. And I, okay. as we've said, you know, we're not playing it on a million dollar sound system, but you know, they, right. they they they're clean, they play well, and and they're and they look nice and they're packaged well. So you got the nice little blue strip for, on this one for Red Rose Speedway. Oh yeah, so the, the the these these are instant instant purchase. These ones for sure and. I know people say, "Oh, you've got it ten times," but listen, they're they're half. So now you got it eleven times. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, as this is this is one of my favorites, so this was a this was yeah. a no brainer. I just wish it was made available exclusively outside of Record Store Day, which is somebody like his contemporary Elton John is doing. We'll talk about that in a minute. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So the, the the next installment, Red Rose Speedway, I'll definitely be getting it. This is on my on my oh. list. You yes. know, as 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 well, uh, five thousand copies. Worldwide doesn't seem like a lot, but I don't think we'll have a problem getting this. No, I don't think so. And I'm curious to, to know. I have to go back to his website and see if the the past ones that were on his website, if they say limited and how many there were. I think five thousand seems kind of low, but because they were only through his website, right? Correct. And I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I how say many. Yeah, how many? To... I want to say yeah. they were like somewhere in the thirty, thirty-five dollar range when they when they, right. when they were on McCartney's website. McCartney, <clears throat> Ram, right, Wildlife so far. Um, right. No, and they've they've been they're awesome. And they, you get that little insert there that tells you about the half speed mastering process. You know, in each in each release. So, Red Rose Speedway will be a nice addition to that collection. Correct. Now, um, it does say first um, record store day first, so it doesn't say exclusive. So it looks like it could be released later on on his website at a later date oh okay so it says record store day first yeah yeah now the the other bit is is really cool for for andy and i and probably a lot of other people listening is this this elton john it's the uh (laughs) rights yep yeah and which album is it again you're getting we're getting a two LP version of Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only Don't the Piano shoot Player. Me, I'm which, only the piano player. Which is also celebrating a fiftieth anniversary release in twenty twenty three as well. Um I don't know but the, and you're getting I think we like you're getting two LPs. Of, two LPs and the second LP is just bonus uh, studio demos demos of uh right. Daniel, Teacher I Need You, Have Mercy on the Have Mercy on the Criminal. So that that's gonna be a hell of a release. I can't wait to snap that one up i'm sure and i know you will too oh absolutely and i did recently just order from vinyl me please the uh the hunky chateau uh they're they're, they're reissuing that as and well that, it's nice beautiful swirl uh color vinyl on yeah that. and that's also coming out as a 2lp 2cd mm-hmm. anniversary reissue um which was really 50 years in in 2022 right. so uh elton's got some nice stuff coming out as well absolutely so it's really cool revisiting these albums that we've 
been listening to yeah. for, for years. Yeah, years. your your favorite Billy Joel's got a live album coming out as well on Record Store 75, Day. I think. Yes, live in 1975, which is nice because it's 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 kind of when he was still, you know, um, not a megastar yet. And we there's been a lot of Billy Joel later live mm-hmm. releases, like in Russia and Shea Stadium and all that stuff. But it's nice to get a release from when he was still kind of the singer songwriter before right. he exploded. So that. I haven't decided on that one as well yet, but uh, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. Um, outside of Record Store Day, uh, you got uh, what's up? We got the Genesis BBC. Ah, uh, yes. Broadcast that's out in April. The Who have a new live album coming out. Uh, Rick Wakeman's got a new album coming out uh, this week. So it, it's a prolific start to 2023 for releases, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe not touring, but we're getting a lot of releases. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is great. You know. It's um, it's interesting when they go back and, and and when they give you a second disc, what they what they've got, you know, what they got to, to give us, and it's oh, I oh, I love demos. Oh, I love best. hearing. Yes, you can give me demos all day long, all day care. long, and those those, El- those Elton ones too. Yes. Curiously, I wonder if the Don't Shoot Me is going to get a CD release or is it only vinyl? Yeah, don't know yet. Don't we'll, know have to, yet. we'll have to wait and see on that one. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, but anyways, that's that right there. Um, that's the news. I, he did do a Yale event, um, that we'll probably mm-hmm. talk about on talk more talk because Ken Michaels did attend. Oh, uh, he did. Yeah. He did uh, attend that. And, uh, he did Heard say that was, that was a cluster of an event to get to. Uh, to maybe. Get into. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, you know, he said it was more of the same old, same old. He said he was happy to go, but it was just more of the same, same damn questions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't even want to talk about it because I'll just get pissed and frustrated. Did you see that? Did you see that article from Beatles fan where the guy who went there rushed the stage? And rushed got, the stage. And Only one person got the autograph, and it was him. Yeah, know? surprised he was allowed to rush the stage. Exactly. Exactly. And he looked at him, and he looked at him, and said, "Just one." <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty cool story, though. But yeah, um, again, that was another fiasco to go to and try to get tickets to, and I. Listen, we we listen. If you know McCartney, you know what that event's going to be. And I'm glad Ken got to go because yeah. he got to see Paul McCartney. How many people went? A couple hundred? Couple I don't thousand? know. And I just, what about the timing of this? I mean, the, the book is already well over a year old. The book's over a year old. Why wasn't he not on this tour a year ago? Right. You right. know, it's just odd. Just yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you listen. Hey, he went great, but you you, you would have been like, really, really, we're gonna we're gonna listen to this again. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> God, so frustrating, so frustrating. So I would just love to be in the audience, like, "Hey, man, back to the egg. What do you think?" Right. <laughs> you know, you would throw him for a loop. He'd be like, "Ah, uh, ah, uh, I don't have that. I don't have that answer pre-programmed in my gra- in my brain. I don't know right. what to say." <laughs> um. Ah, uh, you know. How did that do in the charts? Did it yeah. do well? Yeah. I mean, come yeah. On. Paul, I want to. I want to ask you about spinning on. <laughs> Yeah, Boy, but yeah, he's uh, and he was at the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah, he was at the Super Bowl. So you know, I was in the same area because I worked the Super That's Bowl. That's right, baby. You but, were right. You were there. You were I was there. in the parking. I was, you know, I was. You, you were. Know, we were. We were somewhere. feeding in the parking lot. We had a big tent up, and we were. Uh, yeah, we were. We were feeding all of the the behind the scenes people, the tech people. You know, and all those people that, behind that, the that, scenes. That 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 thrilling yeah. halftime show, which. Uh. I don't even know what the hell it was. Some lady, some big woman in a red dress who was pregnant or something. I don't know. I muted the television. 
What uh, the hell was her name? Rihanna or something? Rihanna. Rihanna. Who, uh, who does have McCartney tie. Uh, and I'm sure Paul enjoyed that. But Good anyways. Yeah. Um, no, I was going to say, I was going to ask you what. He's, Paul's looking very grand duty these days, right? With the hoodie, right? He's, right. He's got, right. He's, got the, he's got the hoodie on everywhere he goes now. <laughs> hey, grand dude. <laughs> well, it is hoodie season out here in Arizona. So it's. Oh, uh, what is it? All of 70? <laughs> It's they listen, it's it's not seventies yet, but it's it's you know, it's not it's not <laughs> New Jersey either. <laughs> no. Yeah. So Yeah. But I mean it was cool. I didn't realize he was there until after I got home. I got home right as the Rihanna uh performance started, so I hightailed it out of there as soon as I could. Um but so it you, was, it you was, were at the game funny. so you were at the game for the first half? Yeah, yeah. Well, I I got there at nine in the morning, uh, and uh, and we had to park uh, across the street where the where the uh, the hockey arena where where they used to play hockey. So it was like it was like you know three block walk, and it's just you know people everywhere. And even then, at nine o'clock in the morning, it was starting to fill up. You know, um, so it was kind of interesting. So so you there? Were you able to see any of the game? Well, no, I mean, we had, you know, we had the tent set up on the parking lot. There was TVs. So when the game started, the TVs came on and, you know, I, I got to see, you know, Philly's first uh, touchdown. And then, and then as soon as Kansas city had the ball, I, I, they were, they were making their drive. And then that's when I, that's when I left. You were in the same building yeah. as the man though. He was, you were there. Yeah, I was still same, same vicinity. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Hey, that's an but, experience, though, man. You were at the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. But again, I don't miss that style of work. The, I mean, listen, if I was if I was um, employed by the the company that actually did the the service, it probably would have been an eighteen hour eighteen hour day, you know. So right because so, it was the it was you also had to load up because uh, we were there for the whole week, you know, Sunday mm -hmm. to Sunday. Uh, Super Bowl day being the last day, then you're also responsible for for loading everything up and getting ready oh. to, to to ship it. So it's 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 those days are tend to be the longest days, mm -hmm. like the first day and and the last day tend to be the longest. Still, <clears throat> what an yeah. what an experience! Right, I remember one gig in Vegas. It was the closing day of a basketball tournament that we were doing in Vegas and a college basketball tournament. And the, the last day there, I ended up working 18 hours. Then I went to the hotel room, got an hour nap, and then I had to start at midnight to begin the Miss Universe or whatever it was in Vegas. And that ended up being a 24-hour shift. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you call them I love how you call them feedings and you refer to them as yeah. animals. I love it. Right. I, <laughs> feeding. I love feeding. that. Yeah. Well, you know, feed yeah. the, I love you it. Feed the cattle, the sheep, whatever, you know. It's... <laughs> um, oh, you, you crack me yeah. up. Yeah. But I mean it's it's definitely an experience. Like I said, I mean I've got to see a lot of shows uh from 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 that having that job, but I, I tell you I I don't miss it. You don't miss you don't miss I, all those hours, right? No. Oh no. I mean listen, I mean after you get after you get removed from the actual excitement from the initial excitement from from being at the like I remember the first time I went to the super uh the Hollywood Bowl. Okay, we worked at the mm -hmm. Hollywood Bowl my first time. And we were just like a block away from the from the uh, Hollywood Walk of Fame and all this stuff, and you're just you're just super excited to be there, 
right? And I right. probably slept two hours that night before we got there. And I'm just like, my adrenaline is going. And uh, we're, you know, I, th I can't remember what show it was, but I remember it was one that I, that I, that I enjoyed. Uh, but, uh, Brother, yeah. brother, brother, yeah. I gotta, I gotta cut you off because your, yeah. your, your internet is, you're very, you've been very choppy for the last like two minutes. Really? Yeah, I, I, I've heard you fine. Okay. So there's been no problem in audio, but you're, you're, you're freezing and you're very, okay. you're very, uh, bubble, like kind of messed up. Do you want to okay. come out and come back in? Yeah, I'll, I'll be right, right do, back. Do, do that. Okay. All right. Well, that works. Okay. Well, let's just get to. Yeah, we'll jump in. We can use this break to, to kind of go right into it. And we're not going to have to spend a whole lot of time on this anyway. And it was kind of good to catch up and do yeah. news. And because right. we actually, you and I haven't been done the show in a while. So, I mean, what? Right. We're 25 minutes, half hour on the Hall of Fame yeah. stuff, and then we'll be done. We're yeah, already at 25 right. minutes right now. Exactly. Exactly. So. Okay. But, anyways, so. What? You, it, you cut out again. Jesus. Well, I mean, I mean, but you can hear me, though, right? You can hear me? Now, yeah, now I can. Now okay. you're good. All right, let's All go. Right. Yeah, okay. All right. But anyways, uh, so uh, look anyways, but but yeah, I like I said, I don't I don't necessarily miss that 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 job, but it's like again, it it was cool, especially if those those shows were really cool, you know, Black Sabbath, uh, you know, and on Elvis Costello, you know, on and on. Bottle Dave, of know. red. Yeah. Bottle yeah, of white. Yeah. Too too many Billy Joel's. <laughs> too many Billy Joel shows. <laughs> Too many. You know, I could just hear, hear you in the back cooking. Things are okay with me these days. And you're like, oh, Billy, enough. I'm trying to get this work done. I want to hear your scenes from Italian restaurant again. Right, right, right. Oh, man. I'll tell you what, though. I did get to see him do Vienna, which was, ah. was one of my all-time favorite Billy Joel songs. So there it was just so cool to see him uh, do Vienna. But anyway, so again, if guys, if you, my internet might be a little choppy. So if you see me freeze, hopefully you can just still hear me. Um, yes. But we're just gonna we're just gonna we, work we, with it. We we love you anyway. To know yeah, him is to love yeah. him, folks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So Hall of Fame. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. So today today's show we right. we wanted to Go talk about um, uh, Paul as a solo artist getting into the Hall of Fame, which he did. But kind of then kind of talk about Paul's experiences with the Hall of Fame as right. a whole. Kind of his history, kind of getting inducted with the Beatles, uh, Paul inducting other people, and vice versa. And obviously, you know, and then Paul inducting Ringo later on. So, you know, if you, um, it's always been a very uh, kind of slippery slope with Paul in the Hall of Fame because uh, obviously when the Beatles got inducted, it was, um, you know, such a contentious time as we talked because he didn't show, you know, and then things kind of got a little bit better there in the 90s. Things kind of obviously the, the tensions settled and the Beatles were able to work together again, starting for the B, with the, the BBC album. And obviously then really when John gets inducted in 94 by Paul, that's when really the ice starts to thaw in the relationship between all of them. And as, as you guys, you just talked about with Madeline um, mm -hmm. in the last mm -hmm. episode. Right. Well, let's just, just start right off to the beginning here. 1988 Beatles are inducted. This was, the, I think, the third 
class of second or third class, and I think it's the third. Um, and obviously, Paul, where's Paul, right? So we, we've talked about this uh, before about Paul, why he's not at the rock, why he's not at this ceremony. Uh, Mick Jagger does give a fun introduction speech, yeah. you know, you know, the you know, forehead of the monster, you know, they had these long leather coats and he's, you know, thinking one day if I, I'll, I'll, I'll get the, I'll get one of those if I have to learn how to write songs. Um, it was, it was pretty humorous, but, um, but the, as as they came up, George Ringo, you had Yoko there with Julian and and, and Sean, uh, which was kind of nice. But but George really, you know, you know, obviously Ringo looked a little out of it, but <laughs> um, but uh, George was was kind of was kind of interesting. Uh, you know, he I don't know if he looked comfortable. He he sounded fine. You know, he wasn't at a loss for words or anything like that. But you know, obviously he said. Uh, you know, Paul was the one with the speech in his pockets, which was which was yeah, which but see, funny. But, and then this yeah. is what, but that's when she said, you know, well, I know John would have been here. See, this yeah. is like, ugh, yeah. this is the this is the part of it that it just really kind of gets ugly, you know, because the 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 truth is not really out there, and it's it's a lot more than that, you know. Well, but we, right. talk, I mean, we, we talked about it on Stuck in Tigers Four Walls. He should have right. gone. We we he should have gone. He yes. should have he he should have gone for that, despite whatever was right. going on. Like you said, go. Smile, take the pictures, Smile, do pictures. that, play the yeah. song, and then get out of there, and then resume your lawsuit. Like, like right. I said, so not a not a good moment for him no. not going there, uh, no. or, or her for even saying that. You know, it wasn't just. We it wasn't... don't know. We do, and John was not with us anymore. We don't know if he would have showed up or not. Look, I mean, he was supposed to show up at the at the the signing signing off of the Beatles of the Apple, right? He doesn't show. He sends a balloon. Right, you know, we don't know for sure if he was well, if he was impossible, go. impossible, right. impossible exactly. to answer. But which uh, is unfortunate now. Yeah. But we we we've talked about before why he's not there. The McCartney clause, you know, he resigns with Capital. They gave him, you know, they gave him a higher percentage of royalties. The others find out, and you know, as we have what we have, uh, he doesn't show because of that because of lawsuit. Well, in 1962, uh, I met Mick. <laughs> Well, I've been nominated to say hi and thank you. And I did have this speech written here, you know. And, you know, in 1922, when I wrote it, I could see it. So we'll just rip that up. You can sit down. I'm going to be here for hours. <laughs> ah, I see you didn't get tables at the back. Well, I'd really like to just thank everyone, you know, here and everyone that's inducted us into this uh, Hall of Fame. You know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I love, you know, they always called us a pop group. But... Keep going, Keep going Georgie, it's your turn. I'm doing good. He always knows. Anyway, there were four of us in that band, and it just seems to be George and I, Yoko, Sean, and Julian here. Uh, <laughs> it's growing, you know, every day. <laughs> so give us the mascot helmet and let's get home. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I have to say. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And over to George. Thank you very much. I, I don't have to say much because I'm the quiet beetle. It's, uh, it's unfortunate, 
Paul's not here because he was the one who had the speech in his pocket. And why didn't they play uh, Octopus's Garden? We'll talk about that later. Anyway, we all know why John can't be here, and I'm sure he would be, and it's hard really to stand here supposedly representing the Beatles. Uh, it's what's left, I'm afraid. But um, we all loved him so much, and we all love Paul very much. I suppose basically the reason we became the band was uh, all the other people who were in the Hall of Fame already, including Lead Belly, because actually they stole his tunes, turned it into Skiffle, and we all became Skifflers when we were 13. And uh, all of them in there, and all the people inducted tonight too, they all had great influence on us. And it was for that reason alone, we just wanted to get guitars, get in a band, because we didn't really have proper jobs at the time. <laughs> anyway, it sort of turned out fine, and uh, <laughs> it's got a bit bigger than any of us expected. And uh, it's certainly wonderful to be here, and certainly a thrill. And thank you all very much, especially all the, the rock and rollers, a little Richard there, if it wasn't, it's all his fault, really. Oh, yeah, but don't forget Muhammad Ali. <laughs> we won't forget Muhammad Ali, he picked us up in uh, Miami Beach one day. Anyway, thank you all very much, and on behalf of, of uh, John, I'm sure he's well covered here with Yoko, Sean, and Julian, and thank you all very much. God bless. I wish John was here. He would have been here, you know. He would have come. <laughs> he was that kind of person, full of music and love and sense of fun. And to me, this is a sort of a bitter moment, bittersweet moment rather. But there's always a blessing in life. And now we have these two beautiful boys. <laughs> I'd like to thank Ahmed, Jan, and um, the board of directors of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for bestowing this honor to my late husband, Joel Lennon. Thank you. I would just, I didn't have anything planned, I would just like to say, uh, obviously I wish Dad was here. Um, 
but uh, I feel a bit awkward in this situation. But uh, as well as thanking Dad for giving me a lot of inspiration in the past, um, I just want to thank the rest of the guys in the Beatles for giving me a lot of influence and giving a lot of, a, a lot of other people influences too to live throughout their lives and help them. Thank you. Well, um, when the, I'm, I'm, I'm a little young to know about this kind of stuff, but um, <laughs> I still, you know, love the Beatles, and I'm pretty proud to be up here today for doing nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, we're all doing nothing. Give us the prize and let's get home here, you know what I mean? Anyways. So, moving up to 94, right? John Lennon gets um, gets inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I just I still don't understand why the both of them were not inducted at in the same, the same time. year. That now, listen. Yeah. Say what you want about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We, we, we know everybody's opinions on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. At this point in time, it still, you know, has, has a, you know, a higher reputation. It, it, it did. You know? Back then, back then it was, it seemed to be a bigger deal. Now a it's a joke. A little more respected. A little more respected. A little bit more. It was like, oh my God, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like a big deal. Right. Now, you know, uh, the bum on the street who makes a record gets in. So who right. gives a crap? <laughs> you know, some guy, some guy right. auto tunes and does something on his computer right. and he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't get right, me started. Right. So, but back then, to your point, it was a bigger deal. It was a bigger deal. So, who's going to induct John Lennon into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Paul McCartney. Now, of from course. my understanding, Paul did this with the understanding that he was going to get inducted the following year. Right. John gets inducted by Paul, and Paul gives one of the best speeches. You think ev so? Ever, ever. Hmm. You don't okay. like that? You don't like Paul's induction I'm not speech the for biggest, John? I'm not the biggest fan of it. I mean, it, I love it's, it. It's nice. Um, there's there's times where I think he's trying to be over, trying to be witty. Um, see, that's, and it that's, just doesn't come off. It just doesn't feel natural. Be, because he is trying to be honest about somebody that he loves so much, and and to toe the line and say the right thing. And again, look at look at his look at the way he delivers that speech and how he kind of. Just kind of gets through it, you know. He goes, "Well, once we got through all of our bullshit, he kind of, I think he did as great a job as he could without divulging too much, but trying also to like stay honest and true to what he was doing." And, um, you know, I I, yeah. I love his induction speech for John. I, okay. I I I think it's one of the one of the best ones he's ever given, you okay. know, because it's the, the emotion is there on his face. It's a privilege for me to be able to do this tonight and come here. So I've got some random memories in the form of a letter to John. Dear John, I remember when we first met in Walton, the village fete, it was a beautiful summer day, and I walked in there and I saw you on the stage and you were singing, Come Go With Me by the Dell Vikings. But you didn't know the words, so you made them up. Come go with me to the penitentiary. It's not in the lyrics. Remember writing our first songs together? We used to go to uh, my house, my dad's house. Um, 
And we used to smoke Thai food tea uh, with this pipe that my dad kept in a drawer. Didn't do much for us, but uh, got us on the road. We wanted to be famous. Uh, I remember the visits to your mum's house, Julia. It was a very handsome woman, very beautiful woman. She had long red hair and she played a ukulele. I'd never seen a woman who could do that. And I remember having to tell you the guitar chords, because uh, he used to play the ukulele chords. And then on your 21st birthday, you got 100 pounds off one of your rich relatives up in Edinburgh. Yeah. So we, we decided we'd go to Spain. So we hitchhiked out of Liverpool. And we got as far as Paris. We decided to stop there for a week. And uh, eventually got our hair cut by a fellow called Jürgen. And that ended up being the Beatle haircut. Uh, remember introducing you to my mate, George, my schoolmate. Um, and him getting into the group by playing raunchy on the top deck of the bus. You were impressed. And uh, when we met Ringo, who'd been working the whole season at Butlins Holiday Camp, he was a seasoned professional. <laughs> but the beard had to go, and it did. Later on, we, uh, we got a gig at the Cavern Club in Liverpool, which was officially a blues club. And uh, we didn't really know any blues numbers. We loved the blues. We didn't know any blues numbers. So we had to uh, do announcements like, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great big Bill Brunsey number called Wake Up Little Susie. <laughs> they kept passing up little notes. This is not the blues. This is not the blues. This is pop. We kept going. And then we, we ended up touring. And uh, there's a bloke called Larry Pons who gave us our first tour. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. And um, I remember we all changed our names for that tour. And uh, I changed mine to Paul Ramon. George became Carl Harrison. And although people think John didn't really change his name, I seem to remember he was Long John Silver for the duration of that tour. Bang goes another myth. Um, and we'd be on the van touring later, and uh, we'd have the kind of night where the windscreen would break. We'd be on the motorway going up, back up to Liverpool. It was freezing. So we'd have to lie on top of each other in the back of the van, creating a beetle sandwich. We got to know each other. These were the ways we got to know each other. We got to Hamburg and met uh, the likes of Little Richard, Jean Vincent. Yeah, I remember little Richard inviting us back to his hotel. He was looking at Ringo's ring. He said, I love that ring. He said, I've got a ring like that. I could give you a ring like that. So we all went back to the hotel with him, and uh, we never got a ring. <laughs> yeah. We went back with Gene Vincent to his hotel once, and he uh, was all going fine until he, he reached in his bedside drawer, and he pulled out a gun. We said, well, we've got to go, Gene. We've got to go. And we got out quick. And then came the USA, New York City, where we met up with uh, Phil Spector, the Ronettes, Supremes. Uh, 
our heroes, our heroines. And then later in, in LA, we met up with Elvis Presley. Um, for one great evening, we saw the boy, you know, we saw him on his home territory, and uh, he was the first person I ever saw with a remote control on a TV. <laughs> boy, he was a hero, man. <laughs> and then later, Ed Sullivan. By now, we wanted to be famous, now we were getting really famous. I mean, I mean, imagine meeting Mitzi Gaynor in Miami. <laughs> and later, after that, recording at Abbey Road, I still remember doing uh, Love Me Do, because John officially had the vocal, Love Me Do. But um, because he played the harmonica, George Martin, in the middle of the session, suddenly said, will you sing the line, Love Me Do? Like the crucial line, I said, um, okay. And I can still hear it to this day. John go, wah, wah, and I go, let me do. Um, nerves, man. I remember doing the vocal to Kansas City, but I couldn't quite get it, because uh, it's hard to do all that stuff, you know, screaming out the top of your head. And John came down from the control room, he said, he took me to one side, he said, he said, you can do it, you know, you just gotta scream out, to leave the top of your head, you know, you, you can do it. So thank you, thank you for that, I did it. Um, I remember writing, Day in the life with him. And the little look we, we gave each other as we wrote the line, I'd love to turn you on. We kind of knew what we were doing, you know. A sneaky little look. Ah, boy. And after that, uh, there was this girl called Yoko. Yoko Ono. Uh, who showed up at my house one day, and um, it was John Cage's birthday. And she said uh, she wanted to get hold of a manuscript to give to John Cage um, of various composers, and she wanted one from me and John. So I said, well, it's okay with me, but you'll, you'll have to go and see John. And she did. <laughs> After that, I set up a couple of machines. We used to have these Brunel recording machines that I set up, a couple of them. They stayed up all night, and they recorded uh, Two virgins on that. But you took the cover yourselves, nothing to do with me. And then after that, there were the phone calls to you. The joy for me of, after all our business shit that we'd gone through, of actually getting back together and communicating once again. And the joy is you told me about how you were baking bread now and how you were playing with your little baby, Sean. That was great for me, because it gave me something to hold on to. So now, years on, here we are. All these people, here we are, assembled to uh, thank you for everything that you mean to all of us. This letter comes with love from your friend, Paul. John Lennon, you made it. Tonight, you're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. God bless you. So now he does this nice speech, which 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 you're talking about. He runs. He kind of presents it as a letter, a letter, a letter to to John, and hopefully we can hopefully the, the we'll be allowed to play these clips as well. But uh, presents it as a letter. He you know remember this time. I remember that time. Mm -hmm. um, you it was know, this girl Yoko. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He you know talks about writing a day in a life together, which 
you know, it was, I, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people thought maybe, you know, John brought his part in and Paul brought his part in. And he talks about, you know, he's, he's always talked about writing, you know, love to turn you on uh, together to, together with mm-hmm. John. Um, you know, he told I it's odd that he, he, he went into a little Yoko speech. Uh, you know, Yoko came to see me. She want you know, she wanted uh-huh. manuscripts. And then uh, I told her to go see John and she did, which no, that's not, <laughs> that's not how it happened. Um, as, as we talked with the, with Madeline um, about that. So yeah, I don't think it's the best thing he did. I think he looks a little uncomfortable up there uh, doing that. I know Andy, you talk very highly of this speech and uh, you know, I'm happy about that. And, and let us know in the comments, what you think of what you thought about the, the speech uh, Paul gave to induct his, his, his best mate. Uh, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, what else do you have to say about that, uh, Andy? Uh, about the, the speech in general? Yeah, yeah. The uh, just that general. you know, just that I, it's a, you know, it's it's heartfelt. I mean, it's the form of a letter, but it's it's real. I mean, it's not easy for Paul to talk about his true emotions and feelings on stage in front of everybody. You know, his eyes are darting. He's trying to he's trying to get through it quickly. You've seen him do this in the past, certain times. You know, be, uh, Desert Island Discs. You know, He'll avoid eye contact. He just wants to get through it because right. it is so hard for him to really say how he's feeling. So he's going to try to be PR mode. But, mm-hmm. you know, in the moment when the spotlight's on you and you're talking about your best friend and all the crap that went down between the two of them, I think he nails it. I think he nails it in, in, in 94. I really do. I, I think you bring up a good point there about the emotional aspect, you know, getting out of there as soon as possible. The Desert Island disc, right, where he – you know, was purposely trying to hide mm-hmm. his face in the shadows during during the you know the playing of Beautiful Boy, so I, I can see it now as we're talking about it. I can kind of see it on on that perspective, but um, but yeah. So five years later, five years later, <laughs> yeah, yeah, five very long years later, right? And um, a lot a lot goes down between that time. The anthology. Right. Lin- Linda passes away. Passing, flaming pie comes pie. out. Right. Lot of a lot of went down those five years. A lot. Right. So so Paul finally gets in, in, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1999. Neil Young uh, in, inducts him into you know inducts him into the hall. Kind of like a half half ass speech. <laughs> I thought, oh. oh, I just love him, you know. And here he is. He's. I thought he was a wonderful bass player. Neil. You know, yeah, yeah. We, you know, we love the Beatles so much, and 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 it's funny because he's getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist, and people still just can't. Nope. They can't help themselves but bring up the Beatles. You know what I mean? And that's and, we're talking twenty-five years after the Beatles, so the the right. the, the appreciation for the solo work is not what happens now is not there right. at that time. And that's evident evident with what he performs that night right and we'll get to that in a second but, but do you remember did, <clears throat> no, did you watch this live i did, I did it, not now i i did get to see the photos of a particular person particular person's shirt that she was wearing and we'll get to that in a second oh that well. was great but yeah do you, so i remember at the time it was thought that paul was a little bit under the influence and a little tipsy that night I remember. You'd be surprised. I remember. I remember reading like forums and stuff back then. They were like, and if you watch his speech, it looks like he might have. He might have had one or two, you know, <laughs> in him, um, right. because he, hey, I remember his speech. He was like, "I love Cleveland," you know, because right. Linda's mom is from Cleveland. Cleveland. It just it right. seemed like he was. It seemed like he was uh, feeling no pain. 
Oh yeah, and I love New York because right, I met Linda. Right, know? right, because this was in New York, right? right. The, when they have these these induction ceremonies, they're in New York. They're not actually out in Cleveland in the museum. So that was in New York, and I remember I watched it. I don't know if it was live or it was broadcast a week later, but yeah, here comes uh, here comes Stella with the shirt. Right here comes Stella with the shirt, and the shirt is a hundred percent accurate. And I like how when she gets up there, it's about fucking time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And she gets up there and, you know, he, he, you know, he points it out. He goes like this. And I think he wanted to make it a point, you know, not to say it, but to show it. So bring Stella up there and, and let people really know his true feelings about, you know, about getting, you know, finally getting inducted into the, into the hall of fame. I, I, I thought it was very brave of him to do something like that. I like how he's got his arms around Stella the whole time. Yep. And it's just like, you know, making sure that people can see what it says on that shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Very subtle. Yeah. In the, in, in, in the, in the McCartney way. It gives me great pleasure to be here tonight to induct Paul McCartney into the rock and roll hall of fame. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, America. Thank you, Neil. I love Neil. Okay. Well, unlike those other guys, I haven't got a speech. So this should be fun. I'm making it up. Um, yeah, man. Well, here we are in the Waldorf Hotel in New York. And, uh, you know, this is like brilliant for me. It's brilliant stroke sad, of course, because, um, you know, I would like my baby to share this with me. She wanted this. Um, yeah. Um, but it's beautiful, you know, she's beautiful, it's all beautiful, and we're cool. So, um, I'll tell you what I want to do, actually. I want to get my date up here, my date for this evening. I want to call her up. Come on, baby, come and share this with me. It's my little baby, Stella. Come on. Get up here. And she didn't know I was going to do this, so she's going to be highly embarrassed. But I don't care. A friend of ours had these baby booties on her, on her baby, and it said, 50% mommy, 50% daddy. Well, here she is. All right, baby. She doesn't give a shit, right? These young people, you know, they've just got no fear. Um, Okay, listen, so really what I just want to say, what, what we want to say is I love rock and roll because it made my life.
Uh, by, by the way, while we're here, I mean, you got me, you got John in this. Okay, what about George and Ringo? Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on. I love rock and roll, I say. I, I love Cleveland. Because Cleveland gave me Linda's mom, who was from Cleveland. All right. Yeah. Cleveland. And I love New York because New York gave me Linda. So I want to say to you all, thank you very, very much. And uh, this one's for you, baby. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, so then he gets in as a solo artist and then right. plays two cover songs from the 50s and a Beatles right. song. Way to go. Way to go. Right. Bravo. What was it? It was Let It Be, right? They played What Did I Say, right. Blue Blues by Ray Charles, Blue Suede Shoes, and Let It Be for getting inducted as a solo artist. As a solo artist. Right on. So, you know, obviously, maybe he felt, well, I didn't play, well, you know, I was inducted as a Beatles, so I'll do a Beatles song. I just... Maybe, maybe that, hey, I didn't show up in, 80, <clears throat> in 88, so right. maybe this is my time to make good right. on that. Eh. Again, it's, 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 you know, it's nice that we're at a point now where the solo stuff is appreciated 25 mm -hmm. years after that now, mm -hmm. or whatever, close to it now, um, right. from 99. But I remember that, that speech by Neil Young was like, you know, like, all right, Neil. Yeah. Right, go 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 play uh, you know cinnamon girl go away. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Neil. Anyways, um fast forward to the the, the next, next year. Next year, yeah. Next year, James Taylor gets inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This was kind of I mean, I I get it, but you're still kind of surprised in a way that he's that that Paul McCartney inducts James Taylor into the into the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, he was signed to their he was signed to Apple, but you still would have thought maybe someone, someone like Peter Asher, you thought maybe would have done the uh, induction speech because you know he of was the relationship long, because he was his longtime producer. Um, you know, so you know Paul gets up there and just t tells the story of, of James Taylor, uh, you know, getting introduced by J Peter Asher and you know listening to their songs and you know he tells the story about you know we want we wanted people of talent to you know to come and perform and you know for our our new our new label and um, you know here comes James and they were just blown away by his vocals and they say okay yeah he's one of our first uh, signed uh, signed artists. Thank you. Oh, I stop it. Sit down. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Eric and Robbie, for that. That was something else. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, I haven't got any big, long speech. You'll probably be glad to hear. Um, I'm just going to remember a couple of things from way, way ago in the 60s when we were starting a new record label called Apple, before it was a computer. <laughs> and um, we were looking for talent, so we sent out this message, come, O ye talented ones, unto us. And they, 
Well, a few of them did. Uh, there's a lot of others came along with it too. But um, it was a great time, it was a crazy time. And uh, my friend Peter Asher one day came to the office and he showed up. He said, uh, I've got this guy from New York. He said, oh, go on, come on, let's have a listen to it, you know. And um, for once, it was someone really great, uh, which we, I must say we didn't really expect. But uh, it was this kind of haunting guy who could really play the guitar and really sing beautifully. And as I found out later, he'd, um, he'd been through a lot of troubles just recently, and he'd pulled himself out of them all. And he'd got over from New York, straightened himself out, and got to England. And um, we were just lucky to run into him. He was lucky to run into us, I suppose. And he started singing. And um, it was just so beautiful that right there and then we said, OK, he's on Apple. And so he was one of our very first artists on Apple. So as I say, I'm not going to go on too much about him except to say that I love him. And he's a really beautiful guy. And we had a lot of good times back then, I think. <laughs> we, we did, we did. And um, I'm just very honored to uh, this evening to induct him into the rhythm and blues, rock and roll, ballad, jazz, slow foxtrot, Awards here tonight. Uh, you know, you've got to do all those categories because we all know, you know, you can't really call it one thing. Rock and roll is too sort of slim for, for what's been going on tonight. So uh, it's too deep, you know. Let's face it, you know, the thing, I think the trouble about these occasions really is you can't put it into words. It's what Eric and Robbie just did and what James is about to do um, and what Bonnie did and Melissa is really why we're all in it. You know, we're not really words people. Um, we're singers, man, players and stuff. So uh, anyway, I just want to thank everyone uh, who voted for him. And it's my honor to induct him. But first of all, we're going to have a look at a clip. <laughs> yes, James. Okay, so uh, I'm proud of this guy, and it's my great honor this moment, uh, along with the fact that his kids and his mom and his girlfriend are in the audience, and we're all proud. So I'd like to now induct James Taylor into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come on, sir. Nice little speech. Um, by Paul there, you know, goes on, you know, I'm proud of him. I love him, you know, yeah. and, 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 and that's it. James Taylor comes in and, uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully you'll see the speech here on the show. <laughs> um, then we jump up then a very long, uh, 15 years because then Ringo finally gets inducted into the, uh, yeah, into the hall of fame. Now, the thing is, is he's not inducted as a performer he's he's inducted as a uh as a as in the musical excellence uh department or, or category i should say uh so not as a performer 
like he was when when the Beatles were inducted, and not like John, George, and 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 Paul. So, Interesting. Why right. and why why that and not as a bona fide you know right right. This is the one where he was like, okay, you got me and Ringo in here now. When are we going to get George? Is that what he said that night? No, no, that was for I think that was for himself. He goes, no, oh, got okay, me in here now, no, no. no. George, we got to get we got to get George and Ringo. George and Ringo. Okay, right. yeah. Um, right. interesting that they didn't think Ringo could. I mean, again, who gives a crap what they think? That's why this right. whole Hall of Fame thing. I, uh, whatever, whatever. The Hall of Fame is a freaking joke, and everything that it stands for now. Right, right. I so, mean, but but when you think about it, you know, as a musical excellence, I mean, that's fine. But as a solo artist, Ringo, Ringo. You know he's had some success, even though that's not a criteria in getting into. But he's had the longevity, right? He's had the long. I mean, do you? And, if you look at Ringo Starr from 1970 to now, does his solo career warrant Hall of Fame as a musician status? That's a tough question. That's a tough question. I mean, because then you know another criteria is influence. You know, he's definitely was more influential, I think, as a Beatle drummer, drummer than he was as a solo artist. Right, but he got in. He got in as a Beatle. So you know what? I, I think how he got in is fine. You know, I, I don't think Ringo Starr's solo career is worthy. But again, it doesn't matter what I think. It, it, it right. doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I mean, he got in. So you know, right. for what the, whatever that means, you know, good for Ringo. He should be acknowledged for because he's he's got for as we've said. I mean, how many drummers of a band have a pretty have a have a solo career like his? You know, I mean, well, given whatever ups and downs that there are, you know, um, and there are. But he's got some really good ups. So, hey, right. if, if any, if any, if that, if that brings more people uh, into the Ringo sphere of attention to learn about his career, then good for them. Ringo Starr, was born in Liverpool at a very early age, and he had a hard childhood. Real hard childhood, but he had a beautiful mom, Elsie, and a lovely stepdad, Harry. Both of them had real big hearts, beautiful people, and they loved music. So at some point during this difficult childhood, Ringo got a drum. Yeah. Ringo got a drum. <laughs> And that was it. That was it. He, he, he was now a drummer. He just drummed. Later on, he joined a group called uh, Rory and the Hurricanes, Rory Storm and the Hurricanes. And, and we saw these guys when we were out in Hamburg. We were playing out there. And I mean, Ringo was like a professional musician. We were just like slamming around, just singing and doing stuff. But he, like, he had a beard. That's professional. He had a suit. Very professional. And he would sit at the bar drinking bourbon and seven. We'd never seen anyone like this. This was like a, a grown-up musician. Anyway, we got friendly with him. And um, he used to come in late night to uh, when we were playing, and he'd request a couple of songs, so we got to know him. And then one night, our drummer then, Pete Best, uh, wasn't available, 
And um, so Ringo sat in. And I remember the moment. I mean, Pete was great, and we, we had a great time with him. But me, John, and George, God bless them. Yeah. Me, John, and George were on the front line singing, as we usually were. And now behind us, we had this guy that we'd never played with before. And I remember the moment when he started playing, and we, we started playing. I think it was like Ray Charles, What Did I Say? And most of the drummers couldn't nail the drum part. It's a little bit clear. You had to go ching, 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 It was a little uh, difficult to do, but Ringo nailed it. So, yeah, Ringo nailed it. <laughs> and I remember the moment, just standing there and looking at John, and then looking at George, and the look on our faces was all like, fucking hell. <laughs> what, what is this? And I, that was the moment, you know, that was the beginning, really, of the Beatles. Anyway. Anyway, then they started this great journey for these four guys from Liverpool who uh, we, we just set off on this journey. We, we did uh, ballrooms and uh, clubs around England, and we got a little work in Europe, and then we eventually came to America. And, you know, here we were, we were, uh, we were staying in rooms together. And I was, I don't know if I was like a sheltered kid, but I just had my mom and dad growing up and my brother. So I'd never like stayed in a hotel room with a strange man. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so we, th this really brought us together, you know. Um, we, we lived like in each other's pockets virtually. But it was a beautiful thing, a wonderful thing. And eventually we got on the Ed Sullivan Show and we got really famous. Um, but it was, it was just so beautiful, you're playing with Ringo, because all, as all the other drummers say, it just is something so special. I mean, when he's playing behind you, you see a lot of these bands when they're playing, they're looking around at the drummer like, you know, is he gonna, is he gonna speed up? Is he gonna slow down? You don't have to look. With Ringo, he just he's there, you know. He's just a yeah. <laughs> anyway, so it, it's a great honor uh, for me to be able to induce him. <laughs> oh, induct. Yeah. Okay. Into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame here in Cleveland tonight, Mr. Ringo Starr. Paul inducts or induces him to, I don't know if you saw that. So I'm happy to induce. Yeah. Ringo. Yes. Yes. Um, then, you know, then he, he goes and, and talks about the story of, of when he first realized, he goes, he remembers when he realizes 
uh, that that uh, that Ringo was was it, right? Yeah, I, no. I loved. I loved it. it was, this was, I think, uh, this was a funnier, I think, yeah. more natural feeling speech um, uh, for Ringo. And I, you know, I just loved how he, you know, he had a beer and that was professional, and he had a suit yeah. that was right. professional. He had a car, <laughs> he had, right? You know, which I always think is so funny for the guy who grew up the poorest of the poor out of all four of them, and he did. Those of you that know your Liverpool geography and history, Ringo didn't have a pot to piss in in the, in the area he was from, and he's the one that's got the car. Right. And he's in the top band in Liverpool. Well, he's and established, he, as they say, at that point in time. Right, but I mean, he he had nothing, you know, living, you know, in in, in that section of Liverpool. He, I mean, he and to see that that's the guy who actually brought himself up and became the number one drummer, and that mm-hmm. that and they got him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he deserves. That alone, he deserves to be recognized for to be that guy. Hey, you know what? I made something of myself, and right. you know, got into the best band of the world. And and you know what? I was saying, oh, he was the luckiest guy. You know what? No, screw that. You know, Ringo was perfect for what they needed. Right. And, and that, I think that speaks to how, what, that's why his induction is what it is. It's the, uh, how have they categorized it again? What they call mu- it, Tom? Musical excellence. That's it. That, 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 that's a great way to sum it up. Right. So then, you know, they talk about that again. You know, they say, well, Pete is, you know, as great as he was, uh, you know, when Ringo came up, you know, on a night that uh, Pete couldn't make it, they were just like staring at each other like, yeah, mm-hmm. this, is, this, you know, this is it. And uh, the rest is, is, is history. So, yeah, it's, you know, he's got, you know, he also, he all, you know, he also inducted the, the Foo Fighters. We're not going to get really much into that. We're just going to try to keep this Beatle related. Mm. Um, you know, please. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, I like the Foo Fighters. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, you know, Paul and, and you know, and he's got some a little history with the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it's interesting because um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as you know, I think Jan Wenner sits on the, you know, the board of directors there and chooses who to get in and who not. So, and Paul, and we know that Jan had a relationship with the Lennons that goes back decades. So right. Paul navigating that and coming into that world of the, you know, the rock, you know, criticism, mainstream people right has always been something that he's dealt with over the over the decades and uh it's nice to see now that the establishment uh is is, is supporting him and, and as he's entering his uh later years here and right. recognizing everything that, that we've all known you know for decades right and i wanted to bring this up earlier when we were talking about his time being inducted so he, he doesn't get inducted with, with, with John, right? And that should have been the first year eligible. I think this is, what, 25, 25. Years, five years after your first, the release of your first album. Should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, yep. You know? So he gets inducted with George Martin. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chris Mayfield, awesome. Del Shannon, Dusty Springfield, uh, the Staple Singers. But the person that gets the top billing for that night is the Rolling Stone darling... Bruce Springsteen. Oh, God, yeah. You know, so when you see the poster, I mean, it's Bruce Springsteen first and Paul McCartney, which Paul is, I mean, say what you want about Bruce Springsteen. Amazing, amazing live performer, okay? But nowhere near the album and, and singles success that that uh, that McCartney has had. And that's just my opinion. If you disagree. Hmm. You disagree. Oh, well. You disagree. <laughs> But uh, that was I thought found that uh, pretty interesting. Anyways, uh, Andy, anything else you want to add before we? Uh... No, no, it's just an interest. It's an interesting um, kind of period of Paul's history with the Hall of Fame and with his non-appearance, inducting John, right. him getting inducted, and then him speaking for other people. 
it seems that he's at a place where he's okay with it now. Um, but obviously there in the eighties, it was like a taboo subject, you know, rock and roll hall of fame and all that. So, you know, it's, uh, if, for what, for what it's worth, again, as you mentioned, Tom, 25 years ago, the rock and roll hall of fame had a much more, um, higher level of uh, respect and, yeah. and credo and, and now not so much. So, well, I mean, it's the thing is, is like back then, you know, early '90s, even into the mid '90s, you 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 looked forward to see who was going to to make it, right? You know, and and to see who was going to get snubbed or or whatnot. The the first timers that that get in there, and then the people that get nominated, and it, that kind of thing. I kind of I, I kind of get excited about <laughs> just to see uh, the list and see who's going to make it. But but yeah, but when you when you're looking at you know, a lot of today's artists that might not have the same impact that musicians had back in the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s. It, it, it's, it's laughable. Yeah. It's really laughable. So. It, it is. So, um, and again, obviously, you know, no Wings members present there in 99 at all. So are we just calling it, you know, Paul McCartney is a solo artist, 1970 to 1999, right. and that, including all of the Wings, which is that age-old debate should, you know, you know, is the Wings a real band or not? And I think by Paul getting in, that those that side on that, that side that, of the argument, right. Right. That, that there's your answer. because there's Paul's your answer. Is, There's your answer because, no, they're not a band because it's Paul. And Paul... And I and I I'm on that side of that fence, Tom. I don't know about you. I think you, you know, were. I, I think you were not, and now no, you're starting no. to. I I mean, I'm just. I'm really not going to say anymore. <laughs> I can see both sides of the coin on this argument. Um, you know, whether or not I think they belong in there, I mean, it really just doesn't matter um, because they're not. They're, they're never going to get inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, you no. know, what's the point of of debating it? Uh, anymore it's like it's like you monkey fans out there you know i mean what's the point of continuing to debate this when mm -hmm. when when you know it's 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 just not going to happen yeah good point but good point but uh, that's that's our take on on paul and his association with the rock and roll hall of fame which have you ever been to tom not yet my it's funny because my we were just talking about it last night uh actually about maybe you know making a trip it's it's well worth it. I went about 15 years ago. I went on a road trip with my uncle, and it's it's a great place. It, it, it's cool. really awesome in Cleveland. Not a whole lot to do in Cleveland, you know, but uh, we went, and it was awesome. You know, and while you're there, take an hour drive south and go to Canton and go to the Canton and go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That was also oh. awesome. Okay. Okay. You know, so worth definitely worth the trip to go. And, again, it's, I'm sure it's gotten a lot more, you know, added to it in the years since, but it's awesome. So, yeah, road, road trip at some point. Got to get there. Got to go there again. You know, got to get to Tulsa, to the Bob Dylan Center. Right. That just opened up as well. <laughs> Oklahoma Jeez. was never like this. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Um, so leave in the comments uh, your thoughts about, you know, Paul's involvement over the years in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, his induction speeches. I mean, the times that he showed up, the times that he didn't show up. You mm -hmm. know, let us, let us just let us know your thought, you know, you know, these speeches and all that stuff. So, Andy, you just uh, – dropped a uh, interesting episode <laughs> with uh, a particular person who we like not to you know you know though he should not be named um but i'm just kidding david david i love you i love you you're my man you're my boy blue um but uh <laughs> tell us about this and you know what i i thought to be honest with you to be 100 percent honest with you go in the back of my mind, I'm going, these fuckers are going to do something together one day. I know it. Just <laughs> over over the couple of years that we've been all texting each other, 
you know, right. back and forth and then seeing what you got, seeing that you guys are into kind of like the same thing. I'm like, back in my mind, I'm going, watch. These two will do something one day. Sure, <laughs> sure as shit. Tell us about it. And we did. So yeah. uh, yesterday, uh, yeah, again, last week now, by the time this goes, on my channel, Andy's Music Vault, the other leg, I got together with Dave Gargolino, um, Tom's, Tom's original co-host and cousin of Two Legs. Because, you know, as Tom said, we've kind of, we have a lot of the same interests genre-wise, prog rock and classic rock. And um, I've been wanting to do a series on a band where we kind of just go through every album, track by track. And we kicked around a couple of different artists, Genesis, Yes, and the, and the band that we kind of really clicked on and we thought was easier to tackle first was The Who, because they don't have that many albums to do. So um, we are going to do a kind of a, an album by album review once a month on my channel. And yesterday on my channel, we recorded... Uh, the first installment of that series where we tackle the first two Who albums, My Generation and Happy Jack, um, which was what it was called in America. In, in England, it was called The Quick One, and I know that my partner there really likes it because of The Quick One while he's away. Right, so right. we had a really fun chat discussing our early uh, introduction to The Who, how we got into them, our favorite periods of The Who, and then really because this early period of The Who was not our most favorite period because they were much more r and b Back then, you know, kind of like the Stones and the early Kinks with You Really Got Me. Like, there was all that kind of sound. Really, um, I mean, there's some great tracks on these early Who albums, and especially a quick one, I think is way better than the first one. Uh, of course, My Generation and other stuff. But uh, we're going to go through each one once a month. And uh, it was a great conversation. You know, we spoke for about an hour. And, uh, you know, our favorite, you know, aspects of the Who and trying to convince my co-host on this show to become a, a also bona fide who freak. We're not there yet, but we're gonna try like hell. And you know, keep to, trying, buddy. Keep trying. We're, we're gonna, cause you're just missing out. You know, you're you're missing out on it. But we'll get you there. And then uh, next month we'll record a dedicated episode on the Who Sell Out, which I have done before with another friend of ours in the podcast universe, Ethan Alexanian. Back in the day, we did a show on this album as well. Right. If you guys remember that, to the short lived the Beatles, the short lived anything but the Beatles, which could be resurrected at some point i'm leaving that in the hands of of our colleague there mr ethan alexanian who's busy in college doing his thing mm -hmm. but we'll see him at the fest and hopefully that can start again one day too but that ethos of what that show is what kind of what i'm doing on my channel with, with david now and he was awesome and we had a couple of technical issues we had to sort out he got his little bass guitar out too and and he's a great musician too he he's he loves playing music as well so did a, so he gave us a few lines of uh, i can't explain on the bass so mm -hmm. Stay tuned for uh, more on that, and check out that episode on my channel as well. Right, and I love that you brought up the the, the single substitute because it's one. It is one of my top five favorite Who songs. You like love, that one? Love, love, love substitute. Love substitute. You do? Yeah. Oh, everything about it. The the, the music, the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out the if you like it. Check out the live version on Live at Leeds. It cooks. Go to the Ingroove. Mike, I need live at Leeds. Give. Right. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm talking. Yeah, what's talk. up? My what do you other got? Show, my, my other show, Talk More Talk, we, you know, when this is posted, our, our interview or discussion with Madeline Baccaro on the uh, on Yoko Ono's legacy, that'll be that'll be up by the time that this is posted. So, again, please go over to Talk More Talk, the Solo Beatles video cast. Check it out and subscribe. Really, really appreciate Everybody that goes and sees us live every other Monday, or we try to be every other Monday. The last couple months, we've had to, you know, switch switch schedules, mm -hmm. and, and and we had to switch the dates and all this. But anyways, 
you guys are there, you join us, and you know, we love the comments. Again, and leave in our comments here too about the about the show, about the about the topics of the show. We love to hear from you. We might not always get to your comments, but we love to hear from you all the same. So for two legs, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at two legs. Emails at two legs podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear. We want to hear from you. We want to hear if you have any topic ideas, something that you think that we should be talking about. Uh, please let us know. And uh, Stuck Inside These Four Walls, we'll be back. We'll be back soon. Um, by the time this is posted, what, on the 28th? This is going to... Fifth. What, this Fifth. Is gonna, no, this episode right here. Yeah. Yeah. This will Fifth. Be, uh, okay, so we don't have one more episode for the month of February? No, this is it. This is it. Okay, so hopefully by the time we'll be uh, we'll be back with stuck inside these four walls, and uh, you know myself, Andy Nichols, Joe Mayo, and and Beatley Tone, we had a great time uh, with that first episode. Uh, a lot of you guys liked it. We didn't really get any negative comments on that. So again, send uh, two legs podcast at gmail.com. Please send us something you think that we should be talking about, a, a topic or an opinion, a question that you think. Uh, we should discuss during that, and we'll uh, yeah. put that. We'll insert that into the show. And so again, and, and we are, we're gonna eventually we will go live with that show. But right. we're gonna record this next one again right. just because right. we're still kind of yeah. working the kinks out and the flow of the show. And I know we did a poll on our YouTube channel, right. and there were a lot of poll. Uh, I think it was nearly a hundred percent said right. uh, go for it live, and we will get there right. with it live. But it, there's there's right. a lot of logistical issues with Tom being in Phoenix, Tone being in the UK, you right. know, and Joe and I on the East Coast. So it's, we have to kind of really work to that to do live you know as you as you as you watch talk more talk same thing let's see i've right. got to find it so we'll get there but it was it was a hell of a lot of fun and uh we'll be recording that one probably i think at the, by the end of february for a early march right. posting as well so look for that look for the next installment of that somewhere that first week of march as well great okay so andy my friend always good to see you and well. uh what is that? that that's that bob dylan set behind you right yes uh, sir yeah, look at that. That's uh, what was that one again for the uh, fragments? Uh, fragments. The, the, fra the bootleg series, volume seventeen, time out of mind go. sessions, which time I'm almost, which I'm almost done with, and I, I am going to finish it before the single seven inch single set. Sorry, sorry. <clears throat> I don't have to get up and down as much with that. I can put yeah, it that's on. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Eighty-one that times, true. man, you did it. <laughs> oh, that is true. Everybody out there, we love you. And as always, have a great day and a beautiful night. Take care. You've been listening to Two Legs, a Paul McCartney podcast, hosted by Tom Hanyadi and Andy Nichols, with musical contributions by Dylan